Hello, hello, hey, hey, welcome, welcome to JDR Creatives Podcast, or as I like to call it, the audio journal of my life. (laughs) Yes. Today is May 25th, 2022. And yeah, it's what's, well, I shouldn't say it's been some time since I recorded. I recorded back last month in April. It's been some time since I recorded and I actually made it into an episode that would be published. Um, that, that last episode really kind of dealt with, with some of the feelings I've had and, and things and really we're going to kind of try to take you through them here in this, I would say, um, I don't know what to call this episode. I don't know what to say goodbye or to say, you know, cl- you know, grand opening, well, grand closing, grand opening and fresh start. Uh, this is my last recorded episode um, from the address that I'm living at. Now I'm moving this weekend and um some of the thoughts on that were like, you know, it'd have been nice just to stay another year. It'd have been easy. I hate moving. Everybody hates moving. But the truth is it's, it's, it's needed to happen for some time. You know, I came here to, to try and like salvage my marriage and in the end it, it didn't work. And so I've had to live with the ghost of this place for some time. You know, I didn't really like having that third bedroom and that's part of why I let my, my sister stay here for a while, but like this place can be a two bedroom. It's not just me and Ryan, you know, just enough space for us to do our thing. And, um, you know, I, I was looking, you know, when I was trying to find a place, I did look at a a few, three bedrooms, just, just for space, just thinking like, Oh, maybe an office place, but you know, we can kind of bachelor, you know, man it up, (laughs) dad, son it up, you know? Um, It's just one of those things. I, it's been really tough. Like I, I look at this year as it started, and really being in this place where I didn't know where I would be as far as employment. Also knowing that I had to move out of here by June first because the owner is going to come back and take possession, and and you know that was fine. In a way, um, I was really resigned on the fact that you know if I didn't have this figured out, I would just move all my stuff in storage leave my son with his mom and try to figure it out. And then I was able to work through it. Um, of course, I found employment that I'm enjoying. And now I'm going to move into a place that kind of matches, you know, a, a fresh start, being being able to kind of start in, on my own accord. And this will be the first time that really, um, you know, being in a place where I truly can say it's just, you know, it's me. So when my son's not with me, it's just me. Um I will say, like being here when we when I, when we first moved in, it was really a, a nice family place. After the hurricane, it's become a a train wreck. Like a lot of housing in my town because the hurricane displaced a lot of people and it's moved people into places where they probably shouldn't be. Um, there's a lot of stuff that has to be thrown out or down. Like I said, there's some stuff that's gonna be downsized, you know, and that's how I am in every move. I think. The thing that I I do enjoy about moving is the fact that 
there's a lot of shit that gets to be parted with. And part of the reason why, like, I'm, even though I'm a little kind of, I've been a little jittery about the move because in a way I'm downsizing myself. So there's certain things that aren't going to be able to make that move that they're going to have to just go. And um, I think one of them is eventually is going to be like my DVD collection. I used to, I, I love watching movies and I have a very vast collection. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I don't want to just throw it out. Um, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to kind of like figure that out. Um, but overall, I'm, I'm excited about, there's a part of me that's excited about this because I know like once I move and once I'm settled, then like I can kind of relax my shoulders a bit because this year started off with me having to find employment and then having to find a place to stay. Like those were my two big rocks. And I found the first one and I found the second one. Now we just got to execute the second one and, and get there. Um, but, in, but in between all of that, I was still on this journey of like trying to tell myself that I was good enough and that I was an amazing person and I wasn't just this horrible person because bad things happened to me. And um, the episode that I was recording or some of what I was recording, it was called The Imposter because the imposter would tell me that what I'm doing is not good enough or this or that. And it would say really mean things. And I had to be reminded, like, I am not my parent. I am me and I have the right to feel and have a human experience in this moment. And that's, that's been the toughest part. But the great thing about this job is like, I, I get to travel and I get to have these moments by myself where I get to have introspection, where I really can sit and think. And it's like all the work's done for the day. I got a little time to bebop and figure out a city. And, um, you know, I love the water and being able to go to, to Neptune beach. I did it last month and it was a morning. It was so beautiful. It, it really wasn't, you know, normally I would go bebop around after, but all my stuff was around where I was at. So, um, I just took the time. I just took a good 20 minutes to kind of like stop and take some deep breaths and really just close my eyes and like visualize like how I felt. And I'm telling you that 20 minutes was so peaceful for me. And I look forward to going back to the beach after I moved in and I'm really just kind of taking a few deep breaths because man, the stress level has been insane. One thing I will I want to say is that I've I moved into this place where I really am starting to to be free. Like I don't really care how people see me or how they see it. I only care about what is going to make me happy outside of, you know, my father responsibilities. You know, and outside of being a decent person, it doesn't mean I throw caution to the wind. I came out of the hospital and there was a part of me that I felt like I always locked up. And I I kind of named that person, you know, I'm a total Gemini, Jam Wizzy Wow, kind of locked him up. And, and what I learned about that is when I was young, I had these really honest and blunt takes with people and they made me feel like I was an asshole or I was really mean or I was this or that. And um, what ended up happening was it wasn't, it just wasn't enough. And because it wasn't enough, I couldn't find myself. 
And so I came out of the, I saw what happened was I stuffed him down deep. I started playing the game. I became really um, diplomatic, as I like to say. And I, I, I'm thankful for that part of myself that was really great at being diplomatic because by being diplomatic, I was able to learn how to play the game. You know, I mean, black people code switch all the time, but like I said, I know how to play the game. I know how to turn it on and I turn it off. But what was really killing me at the core was not being able to truly turn it off and really sit with this person because there were honest takes and honest feelings that I felt. I just wasn't expressing them. And so when I came out of the hospital, I was a little raw. I hadn't really refined that individual within me. And I kind of separated him into two parts. I always, I've always kind of talked about feeling in two parts. Well, this is kind of one of these real life situations where, man, I really felt like I was in two parts and I just like, oh man. And, and so like, uh, there were a lot of, there were some friends who, who took some on the chin. There were some people, even family took some on the chin. Cause you know, I just felt like I spent my life doing for people and they hadn't really done enough for me. So when they came with some stupid shit, I just hit them with it. I was, just didn't really care. And I really kind of saw myself saying things that kind of in a way like, man, I wish I, I always wanted to get that off. And then seeing a person's reaction, seeing a person kind of meld in or fold in and being like, okay, could we say that with the same honesty and have the same take, but not be as brutal? Because ultimately, we don't have to be brutal to get our point across. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have to be that. We can be we can be better. And, and I'm not there yet, but I feel myself moving closer to this middle spot. I'm not... I'm not hanging on the extreme where I just was quiet. I'm not hanging on the extreme where I'm just chopping people down. I'm moving closer to a balance where I know when to speak and I know when not to. And I know when not to say certain things for my own peace. And it's a very peaceful place. (laughs) And the reason why I say that is because I've had to learn how to just let certain things go, even if I didn't want to, even if I wouldn't to push the issue um, because it had nothing to do with me and it had nothing to do with the peace that I was seeking. So ultimately I have spent my time in, you know, running around trying to work, learning a new profession, but still having to use some of the old skill sets. So I'm not, it's not too far of a reach. It's just really learning a new product set, um, trying to find a house, trying to do all these things. And, just just really being thankful for the journey. Whereas before I would get so lost in it that I just would be like, oh, blah, blah. I've been so grateful um, just for this journey because it really has been amazing. There are times where I wish it was a bit easier, but I am really thankful for what I have. I'm thankful for the opportunities that have been afforded to me. Um, the only thing that that's been tough for me right now is like, normally by now I would have the poem for Lucas written. I just don't feel like I'm going to be able to do, I can't channel, like I can write bits and pieces, but I can't put it together in that format. And I don't know if maybe I should just do it as prose and just not try to create a rhythmatic scheme to it. Like I always do. I've tried to always honor him in such a, an amazing way. I just, 
there's been so much going on within me and even more that I have to get to that I, I you know, I don't know. And I have these moments like I, you know, I'll be thinking about on my course, I, you know, I, I, I gotta miss them, but I just don't want to, I'll never forget him, but I don't want him to think that like, I would never want to honor him or even his parents. Like, I feel like, I feel like there's a responsibility because in ways his death kind of shaped how I'm moving now. And, you know, um, cause it made me kind of grow a little bit more, <clears throat> made me accountable to my actions, to myself. It made me stand up and make vows to myself and do certain things. One of the vows I'll break is actually working my birthday this year. I believe he would understand though. Um, there's, there's some business that I need to cover in my current role to be able to help me in a goal that I have set for myself next year. Um, and, and, you know, I'm all over the place and that that's probably going to be how this one is. Cause I haven't recorded for some time, but a lot's happened. Um, reason, one of the reason why I'm working is because I really want to get my distributors. I want to be connected to all of the distributors who help me because next year I want to coach my son. I think it'll be great. I think it'll be fun Win or lose. I just want to be able to do it and say, I did it. But, um, we finally got it. We finally got a ship. We finally got a winner's medal. He won a championship last Saturday and it's this ragtag bunch. They didn't win a bunch of games when the playoffs came. Let me tell you the coolest part about being his dad is seeing how bad he wanted it and seeing how bad he showed up. Um, not how bad, how great he showed up, but I mean like, like, like how bad you could tell how bad he wanted it. When we went into training sessions and we were working on certain things he was attentive. He was asking for certain things. He was telling me what he wanted. And then he took it right into the game. First playoff game, um, 1-1 goes to PKs. He's, you know, he plays forward, but he'll play goalie too. He goes in. Um, first five kids, he stops two of them. Um, he ends up missing his penalty because, like, the lights went out. It was a weird sequence. But because he missed that, we went into a training session the next day and we worked on PKs, which I'm going to lead to that story. So then they switch up, they go another five and he stops another two to win it. And his mom runs across the field. It's like this dramatic scene. It, it was very tense. Like it was very like your kids, the goalie, you don't want them to lose in a penalty shootout, but it was amazing. And he said, we're going to win the next game. And I'm sitting here like, and this was a father moment I'm going to share that I had to learn. It was another moment where I was taught to shut up. And it was the one moment that made me know, I think there's still work to do to get me to that mid range. And he's talking about this team and I'm sitting there going, Hey, look, a lot of stuff's got to happen for your team to win. And he's like, no, I got it. Dad. We can do it. Look, buddy. I started naming this like these three kids that are really good. I'm like, you're only one kid. There's three of them. And they're, and I'm breaking down his team. I just see him get quiet and he's pissed. Because now he's basically being told he can't do it. And we get home and I told him, I said, you know, please tell me what I did wrong. I'm not trying to. He was like, I just feel like we can't do it. And I said, you can do it. And then I started cracking jokes because that's how I break tension and start talking to his teammates and get them laughing. And we get back to that spot where we were. And I, I told him, I said, you can do it. You just have to coach these people up. And he said, I know what I need to do. I know, I know what I need to tell my teammates. We're going to win that game. 
And I said, okay, buddy, I believe in you. If you believe we, we're going to do it, we're going to do it. So that that game was okay because coach tells me the wrong time. We get there just as the game starts, which is fine. Game is, you know, back and forth. Really, it really out of the three games, it was the most chippy. Kids falling down, kids kicking, pushing. You know, it was it was insane. And um, then a mistake happens. And Ryan has to take the PK. We trained on putting them in the slotting them into the corners or putting them in the top, like top bins. You know, for those who who like football or soccer. This hot bins like it wasn't good enough just to shoot it down the middle. You had to tuck it in the corners. You had to tuck it up top, and he goes to take the PK. I mean, cla- classic. These kids are trying to mess with him. Kid comes over, stamps on the spot that he's going to take the PK from. He picks the ball up and sets it where he wants. I'm like, man, this kid is locked in. The level of his focus during these playoffs, it was like I was seeing my son at what I'm going to see him at in ten more years when he's 20 years old. Like. I'm seeing him be a man in a little boy's body. Incredible. So goes up there, takes it, puts in the top bin, scores. I'm like, yo, so focused in that moment that I didn't even record it. <laughs> One of um, his friend's father recorded it. And they end up winning the game. One nothing. We're going to the finals. Um, the team that they're going to play, um, undefeated, best team in the league. So I'm like, this is what you got to do, mapping out the game plan. My son says in the car, I learned from the last time, he says, I know what I have to do to win this game. I know what we can do to win it. We're going to win it. He said, because I want that gold. I want that championship. And this is my opportunity to win it. I'm not going to let it slip through my fingers. And it was so incredible to hear him say that. It was so, as a father, as any of you who are parents, as a father, I'm telling you, like, I was so... I just could not believe that he he said that. Like, you know, I was like, wow, this is unreal. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was just, it was like, man, who is this kid? Like, he's grown up before my eyes. And so I'm like, all right, get there game day. Tell him, you know, we have three rules. And the three rules go as this. Rule one, have fun. You got to smile. It's a kid's game. You got to enjoy yourself. Rule two, you got to give your best for yourself and for your team. So you got to leave it. You got to leave it on the field. Leave everything you have on that field. And rule three is play like a champion. You have to start with intensity. You have to end with intensity. You cannot have lack of concentration or these little moments where you're not really giving everything to win. And, man, did he do that. Game starts um uh, red team they're the red team um they get the ball their best player ends up slotting in the corner score it's one nothing oh man i'm like ugh, didn't want the goal i'm telling my son calma 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 like keep calm stay focused do what you gotta do um frenzy and and on their attacking end goalie goes to go for the ball he slides out of the way my son picks it up on his left foot, slots it to the right foot, puts it in the puts it in the back of the net, one one. Um there's a, a big play development. You know, the ball's kind of staying in midfield, and then what ends up happening is red team gets in a run. My son comes all the way from the attacking end, chasing the kid down, 
and not putting his feet on the ball, but he puts a shoulder on the kid in the box, knocks him down, penalty. So he goes to the bench, gets his gloves, he's switching in. Now, I have taught him, you know, his mother is, an, is a, was a goalkeeper, and she taught him positional awareness, all that, but there's a lot of things that I've taught because I've watched a lot of videos about the position and tried to learn, you know, what to do. And, and one of the things we talk about is people's hips. Your hips give away kind of where you're going. It's just a natural thing. And so um, best player comes up there. Ryan literally stops it. Boom. Puts his hands on it, pats it down. But it's not – and we didn't talk about this before the game. It's not a PK situation. It's a penalty. So it's still a live ball. And I'm like, jump on it, jump on it. He doesn't jump on it. And then the kid slots in the back of the net, 2-1. And he's frustrated. I'm like, hey, buddy, it's okay. You got to remember, you got to get down on those. Stay focused. Lock in. I mean, I'm telling you, if you can see my kid, he looks like he wants to kill someone. That's how serious he is in this game. And it's so unbelievable that I'm like, I told his mom, I'm like, I'm not saying much to him because I have never seen him so locked in. Started back up. Ball moves around. Um, they end up causing attacking. I think it's like a 3v2 uh, with my son and his teammate. Um, slots it over. Um, and then the teammate puts it in the back of the net. 2-2. Game on. Like, incredible. Here we go. We're back in it. So, get to the halftime at that time. Get back. Third period. It kind of, you know, it's it's a back and forth. It's really contested and staying in the midfield. Um and that, you know, that's how the third period ends. Get to the fourth period, it begins. I would say, you know, stays in midfield first five minutes. We get to about the eight-minute mark, and then they go on a run. My son, from the right side of the box, you know, tucks, tucks that right foot of his, curls the ball, left bottom end, 3-2. Kids are going wild. They got it back. Insane. And... That, that, that's it. We win the championship. There's some chippiness at the end, parents flipping out, my ex-wife got into it with the mom. It was amazing. But in the end, my son, you know, bagged two goals, and um, he really – he embodied it. I mean, just to kind of see him look at his medal, to see him look at his trophy and just be like, I did it. I did, I did what I said. And he said, I'm coming back in the fall. I'm going to win another one. And I'm just like, man, this – it was such a cool dad moment. I couldn't even tell you, like, it was like the experience was unreal because I know how I felt when I won my award, when I worked for that electronics company. It felt unreal. It felt unbelievable. Like this moment was so large. And what I didn't realize is like, I belonged in that moment, but I never gave myself credit that I belonged there. And just to see him really be in the moment, really taking in talking to the other kids of the other team when they're getting upset and just telling them it's okay. Like it's it, bar none. Some of the best moments of this year was this spring campaign with him. And it really kind of helped me in those times, even though I was exhausted, it's been a lot of 10, 12, 14 hour days. I, I've been thankful for it, and it's why I really want to coach because I really want to do it with him and, and really see if I can help him elevate. Um, behind the scenes, the things that we were doing um, got to elevate. He had another great year. We started as far as school. 
He, he went to a new school. The adjustment was a little tough, but in the end, he pulled off AB for the whole year. Good citizenship. He he won some medals, and I was, I was proud of him because he really is a good kid, and I'm very thankful for him. And, um, yeah, I spent a lot of time telling you about him because, really, he is my greatest gift, as I said before. And without him, I wouldn't have been able to get through this period of time in these last five months. And I look forward to what's coming. I look forward to 37 and beyond. And just spending more time making myself happy. And doing the things that are going to bring me peace. So as far as where I'm at now, it's been fun. It's been an experience. I'm ready to go. Uh, the move's going to suck. But we'll get it done. And... um I have a lot of great memories here. I have some bad ones too, but I'm thankful for all of it. I'm thankful for having shelter and and that during the hurricane, we were safe. I'm thankful for all of it. And I look forward to uh, the new beginning that's coming. So I don't know when I'll record again. I really don't. But I want to record one last episode here um, from the laughs to the tears to being laid off um, to having three jobs in a year to quitting a job in the middle of the day because it, it just didn't work for me to everything that I did here. Um, I'm thankful for the journey and I will continue to go forward and I hope that no matter what you are, what you're doing, that you continue to do the same as well, because ultimately that's what we got to do. I have seen so much beauty because of the grace that's been afforded to me. And I will continue to experience so many amazing things. So I wish you all the best. Uh, for you, Jemiah, as you look back on this, I want to tell you I love you and that you're amazing, you know, because you keep going. And look at where we were and look at where we're going. And we're going to keep going. So keep your head up, chin up, and um, never forget to be grateful. Never forget how amazing life is even when it's tough there is something beautiful even in the ugliest crack so that's all i got and that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) no matter where you are no matter what you're doing and no matter what you're going through you should always know because i'm gonna tell it to you just like i tell it to myself that you're amazing, you're beautiful, and you are loved. She knows it. I would like to take the time to thank you for joining this jam talk for today. That's it. That's the end. There's no, nothing else to say. Go back to your, your regularly scheduled program. She knows it.